0: what the mum podcast my name is maria newman and i will be your host every mum to be knows that as soon as she becomes a mum her world will change forever everyone is keen to give you advice based on their own experiences other mums delight in sharing their horror stories so that new mums are better prepared for what might happen The lack of sleep, feeling exhausted most of the time, living in bodies with even more wobbly bits and never having any privacy. But everyone's story is unique. Everyone's experience is personal. On this podcast, I will be sharing real stories told by mums like you and I about their experience of motherhood and how life changes when you become a mum. This podcast is about showing you that you're not alone. We may not be in the same boat, but we are experiencing a similar storm. I hope these stories will inspire you to do what you want and be who you want to be. Anything is possible if you really want it and if it is really important to you. If you want to find out more about me and who I am, check out my website, mummyandabreak.co.uk. However, for now, sit back, relax and enjoy this podcast episode. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. During this podcast series, I will be interviewing six awesome women who will be sharing them their stories. My guest today is Alison, who enables women to make the right choices to manage their physical and emotional menopause symptoms and helps men to understand what menopause is. But she's also a mum who is enjoying the next stage of her mum journey. Thank you for joining me today, Alison.
1: Yeah, great to be here, Maria.
0: So, Alison, First of all, tell us a bit about who you are
1: so we can get a sense of Alison, the individual. Yeah, well, thanks. So it was interesting. I was looking at this question. I was kind of thinking, what do people want to know about me? And I was just wondering, do they want to know that I'm on my third husband? You know, that's quite exciting. Um, This was the one that my mother said, oh, third time lucky. I think she was keeping her fingers crossed. Um, So... I didn't plan it that way, you know, and obviously part of my journey was the fact that my children came from the second husband, so obviously I've had to kind of negotiate all of that, and also my first husband, he had a daughter when I met him, so I've been a stepmother, I've got a partner who's a stepfather, I spent a period in the middle as a a single parent, so I've done all of those many things um And yeah, as you can tell, I'm way past the menopause. It's great on the other side, guys. It's just wonderful and exciting. Um, I'm a cat person rather than a dog person. Um, in my 40s, I took up belly dancing. That's great. Um, and as and I even led a belly dance class. And uh, somebody, you know, people would talk to me about, you know, you know, I could join the class and you get fit. And I'm going. It's all about the sequins it's all about the sequence really, belly dancing uh, and all of that. Um, in my 50s I started running art exhibitions as my husband and then somehow a few years ago I started a PhD looking at the role of mentoring for women entrepreneurs um, and my passion, my passion is sea swimming and in fact I was in the sea yesterday before the weather came in and um, this is the best time to go swimming because the air temperature is probably a little bit colder than the sea temperature so it's it's really great and there's um, a whole group of us kind of met up and, and just ran screaming into the sea um there was a brave guy amongst us but of course mainly women um but um so yeah there you go I think we
0: get a sense of exactly who you are you are a lady of adventure that's who I see you as so so you are at the other end of your journey as far as being a mum is concerned you have mm. a children so tell us your story of becoming and being a mum.
1: Yeah it's interesting because in a sense I was late to party so I had my son when I was 33 I had my daughter when I was 38 um, and uh, it's interesting and in fact I was having this conversation with my friend Anne. I run the menopause uh, work with, and um, we were saying it never stops. You're always a mum. You're always a mum. It kind of goes on. It goes on. It goes through different kind of cycles. And as you can see, there they are. There's you know this. You know we went on a holiday we you know about three or four years ago we all went on a holiday and we thought you know because because you don't go on holiday with your children once they're grown up and once they leave home they're not interested at all in anything going on holiday and we just decided to all go on holiday and we went to Croatia and it was really great and it was good to have that conversation with them as adults um and uh so yeah it's it's that whole kind of thing so I had those two th- those two children from my second husband and then when I was eight and a half months pregnant um my husband told me he wasn't going to be living with me anymore and uh, and left so I'd gone from I thought having it all sorted to overnight um single parent he left when she was six weeks old I know I was you know and you know how loopy you are when you've just had a baby anyway so I was completely crazy for a year um and that really showed me a lot of different things about myself and what was really important in my life and what did I what did I really want to do and I think at the yes and I would say looking back and all the rest of it um I got the best part of it in in the sense of you know I've got my daughter who's absolutely amazing and then and now I'm living with my third husband who's just wonderful so you know things work out for the best in the end. So let me take
0: you back to that moment where you're you're having that moment where your husband says to you, "Um, we're not going to be together anymore. What were your immediate thoughts?
1: Um, I. Yeah, I think kind of a bit of disbelief, uh, a bit of panic um, and and yes a whole kind of thing of this must not happen this should not happen and and in a way it was the thing that I thought oh this is the worst thing that could possibly happen to me and 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 it was and I survived it you know and I know a lot of women kind of go through this um, process and it's one of those things where you just start to realize do you know what this is very important this is one of my takeaway things from motherhood it's very it's not necessary to do the hoovering you know just (laughs) just don't put all of that extra pressure on yourself you know the most important things you know I discovered the 80-20 rule it was just that thing about because when I went back to work I I just got a big promotion before I went on maternity leave everything was wonderful and then it all just kind of fell apart and I went back and I had this really high-powered job and I'm thinking "Mm, I'm going to do that 80% I'm going to be a mother 80% which only takes up 40% of my time if you know about the 80-20 rule so therefore I've got all this time in the middle where I can sleep um you know and kind of just recuperate and um so yeah when you're the only person when you're the double parent we should be called double parents actually they're not single parents because you're doing both um and and it was you know and I just I had no family support around me at the time and I just had to you know pull myself up by my bootstraps and continue but it did really show me the importance of your friends and also asking for help um, and all of that, because I'd always been the strong person that everybody had said, oh right, Alison will sort it all out and the rest of it. And suddenly I wasn't. My brain was just completely vacant. It had gone on holiday. It was like that when, when you know, Ronald Reagan's brain, it was off on holiday on the beach. It was having a very nice time. It certainly wasn't functioning here.
0: So what, what do you think got you through that time so that you could
1: be calm and continue? Yeah I think I kind of did it was it was that it was absolutely finding support from the other women around me um it was really cutting down the things that were being done around the house and I think I just remember um when when Ella you know when you know the child mind at some point said to me this is when they first started supermarket deliveries and she kind of went Oh, notice you had the Tesco delivery van outside your house last night, you know. Mm -hmm. And I went, yeah, because what happens is I put it down online. Somebody else goes around the supermarket for an hour so I don't have to. Then they bring it to my house. And at that point, they took it into your kitchen, you know, and then unloaded it from the boxes. And I kind of went, and it costs you a fiver. What on earth? Why would you not do that? And it's those kind of things of somehow feeling that other people are kind of saying oh that you're you know you're not as capable you're not. oh for goodness sake you know it's just kind of those kind of things that you realize and and things like um I like sitting in the garden but I'm not a gardener so I think at some point I just decided you know and the gardeners at that point there's something ridiculous like eight pounds an hour and I'm going I want to sit in the garden I don't want to be gardening in the garden I want to be able to sit in it and enjoy it so let's have the gardener but the garden was much more important than the cleaner that was for sure didn't have a cleaner just let the house go to rack and ruin and we just lived with dust.
0: I love that basically what I'm um, interpreting from what you've said is life all of a sudden had a perspective and you realize what's important whereas mm-hmm how I view life when you know we become mums mum for some reason and it's not written down anywhere but as mums I think we decide that we do have to do everything and everything has to fall on our shoulders when when clearly exactly like you said Alison yeah. that is not the case and I don't and I you know it'd be great if you could go back in time and find out exactly when things changed because that hasn't always been the way you know when we when we didn't travel to different cities and we just grew up in our village then the whole village helped to raise the children you know you were a
1: proper community yeah yeah, and you helped each other out yeah and I think it's interesting because my mother was intensely house proud she was intensely house proud she was absolutely obsessed with the bloody laundry you know any any thought of you know you know if I were you know when I was at university coming home if I wanted to bring a friend oh but what about the laundry and I'm going oh how welcoming would that be anyway but it's it's just like so for me it's quite a difference I mean I think my sister still there was one point I think I went and caught her did she she used to iron her husband's underpants I'm going what a pointless activity actually ironing is a pointless activity anyway you know what what we got husband for much better so at it so it's just like but that whole thing of having to be perfect and and to demonstrate well to who? to whom and I and I do like these kind of uh, these adverts when they have the the guy when they started to realize you know companies start to realize that uh, there are men living in the house as well and they could possibly perform some of these tasks but then the men are shown being a bit incompetent and then the, the women have to come in and rescue them and I'm going oh please you know adults you know i always say people said to me um in terms of of rod it's like it's like you know oh you've trained him well i went no he came completely self-trained he had this understanding he knew how to work the washing machine he knew how to work the hoover you know he, he kind of you know he understood that when you ran out of things you went to the shop and you bought more of them it was all possible and you're going that's kind of an adult relationship isn't it um and 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 I talk to people sometimes and they kind of go oh well I can't come out because I've got the children I'm going well what about their father isn't the father living in the house the father's living in the house or if you're not you know if you don't want that there are these things called babysitters so it is like that thing of think about you as a person that's important because if you're keeping the whole show running then it's important that you look after yourself and this is the thing isn't it there's
0: If, as a a mum, we are insisting on being um, the glue that keeps everything together, then at the same time, we need to also appreciate that we can't run on empty. And so we have to look after ourselves, but regardless of whether we're being the glue, to be honest with you, but especially if we think we're (laughs) what's keeping everything together. But wouldn't it be better if we just accepted that we don't have to be the glue and we can no. share responsibility and not everything that we think has to happen has to happen.
1: And I think the other thing to do is I am still shocked at the number of women who seem to run around after their children and think that they're incapable of using the washing machine. I mean, I I, I remember meeting at college a guy, I think it was the end of, oh, it's the second term, and he was trying to work out the laundrette. And I'm going, Nick, surely you haven't. Been wearing the same clothes for six months. He went, Oh, no, no, I just go home and my mum washes it. And I'm like, I mean, at that point, I vowed if I ever came to the point of having children, but at that point, I didn't want them at all. But if I ever did that, and I ever had a son, there was no way I was going to bequeath him to anybody else being so incompetent. Um, And so when Aaron was 14, his birthday present was to be shown how to use the uh, washing machine. And from that moment on, I did not interact with any of his clothing. Hoorah! particularly the underpants, and didn't wash his bedding, anything. And so Ella knew when it was her 14th birthday, that was coming down the pipe. But the other thing apart from that was one of the best things we did was, um, Rod and I met, met through a personal growth course where there was a, 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 child, a young person's version of it. And the kids went on it. And what happened at the end of that was you sat down as a family and you made a family agreement and you all got to express, how did you want the family to run? So, you know, the kids might say, oh, we'd like you to be more present here, or we'd like you to play football with us, or, you know, want to come to our football, we want to do this, so how are we supporting that, and I remember saying at that point, Rod and I were both working, and we were working, you know, we had to travel early in the morning, and I said, you know, Rod and I, we leave the house at something like half seven, and we come back in at six, and you say, what's the dinner, and I'm going, but you've been in the house you know you've got yourself home from school and you've been in the house since quarter to four so we had an agreement and this is one of the best things about it There's that in the week we would each cook once and Wednesday was do-it-yourself night Wednesday was do-it-yourself because we all had an activity so we stopped the freezer with microwave meals and we just put stuff in the fridge so that was fine they could just do that and Ella I think Ella might have only been you know maybe nine or ten or something so we had a lot of baked potatoes at the beginning. But somebody else cooked them, and we showed Aaron how to make spaghetti bolognese and and you know a couple of other things. So we had a lot of spaghetti bolognese at the beginning, and then he started to realise he could experiment too. But and then they didn't get their, they didn't have to do their chore if they you know if they did cooking they didn't have to do the washing up or the drying up. So that was a benefit. But you know, and we just divvied it up, and I was like saying it would be really great if you know, and we divided up the jobs because I said we're a team see any family is a team and how is it, if you want to create the, the conditions guys where you have a nice house where you have a house to live in and you have electricity and it's warm and all of these different things and you have clothes then we're all involved in getting that on the road you know we're bringing in the cash to pay the mortgage but what we need is our support team as well so and i think that was one of the most important things that we did to actually but also the children were then involved because we're like saying what do you want of us and you know and then we'd like to request it of you so that it was the two things so we didn't just nominate it and the other thing we did was we never paid them for housework we never got into that little little malarkey because it was like we're not going to tie your pocket money to your chore because your chores Mm. they need to be done anyway Mm. pocket money is a different conversation you're not getting paid to do this. I mean let's face it this year, a cleaner, nobody gets paid to do any housework in this country. So, you know, why should, so get paid? why should the children get paid to do housework? Oh,
0: I love that. We've just recently, this year, we started giving um, pocket money to our two. And to watch their, how their relationship with money has changed is brilliant. And yeah. And you don't actually have to teach them anything because... Mm-hmm. They learn through doing, which is obviously the best way to learn. And I just love watching them with their money and you can see them when they're about to buy something. So, you know, say if we go to a a family attraction and they're in the gift shop, the way they decide what they're going to buy and whether they buy something or not to start with is amazing yeah and, and their choices are oh, their choices and the way they make choices
1: well it's just they're making okay in my so opinion and some of them you might be thinking that's, that's not a choice i want you to make <laughs> you know i remember aaron having this thing about pokemon cards and and he got some bit of money and i think he was staying with his dad that weekend and he's and i remember his dad rang us up and said can you just talk to aaron he wants to buy this pokemon card on the market and all the rest of it can you talk to him And I was like, so we had this conversation. I said, well, we have this whole thing about, well, it's this, it's that, it's the other. It's quite a lot of money. What do you want to do? How much do you think you're going to value it and all the rest of it? And at the end of it, Aaron said, but it's my money, isn't it? And I went, yes, Aaron, at the end of the day, it's your money. And if you decide that's what you want to do with it, then, then buy the card. He bought the card. The next day, he swapped it with somebody else. You know, it's just like, and the money was gone. But, you know, he got there in the end. But it's like, how can you give people... How can you actually expect people will learn anything if you don't give them responsibility? Mm. It's like you wouldn't be able to trust them to cross the road, would you? Mm. You'd have to follow them along with everything. No, no, let's not do that. So you have to give them the tools you to be able to make those decisions.
0: You do. Now, I, I want to ask you, oh, I want to go down two reasons. That's... The first one you just threw in, and I need to follow it, but I want to talk to you more about... Um, how being a mum has changed as your children have grown up. Mm. But before we talk about that, I want to ask you, because you just slipped
1: into the conversation, you didn't always want to be a mum? No, no, no. I was completely convinced. I was completely convinced. There was nothing I wanted to do. Ugh, why would you want to do that? Um, and I remember people saying, no, oh, you'll change your mind. You're just thinking, oh, yeah, right, ha, ha, ha. So I think it just started, the old hormones started twanging and about, I'd say... Twenty-seven, twenty-eight, um and yeah it's quite an interesting thing um when you have lived your life in the basis of you've made the decisions you've chosen your career you've got jobs you've moved you've got married or not whatever it is based on your intellect and suddenly your body's going mm, you know hello you know same thing when i got to menopause you know and it was really interesting because about it was early 40s, that right? So, of course, met my third, you know, third husband. and we don't have children together. And then everybody, everybody's going to say, are you going to have children together? And I'm going, well, I've got to already. And it was like this whole thing, this expectation that you would have children with the next partner. And then at some point, I think I was about 43, 44, and I suddenly got this absolute, I want to have one and I want to have another one. And I kind of remember actually saying to God at some point, I'd like to have your baby. And you go that's nice you know he was great and I spoke to another woman a friend of mine and she went yeah 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 it's the last ditch attempt if you just ignore it for six months it goes away because it's the last thing where your hormones are going quick 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 before we run out before we run out you know you better have another one quick 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 now and I and then and you just kind of think just hang on just hang on and it did it went away after six months it was quite weird
0: so, oh, do, do you think it's genuinely a hormone thing in both circumstances
1: then yeah well those I think those were definitely that and I kind of think that but I'm actually grateful for that hormone rule change that said you want to have children it became absolutely vital that I did it um because the children are great, they're great, and actually having children, it's really—it's a learning. I mean, gosh, you're going to learn so much about yourself, about everybody else. You're going to, you know, you have all of those different things. It's really creative, you know, and productive, and you get to have those kind of conversations. Of course, it's easier when they, before they're talking, that's good, isn't it? Really, and then they start to talk, and then they're arguing with you. That's very annoying, but it is that whole thing of. Um, and, and this is kind of one of the questions you sent me about what what did you think what I wish I knew and it's like everybody can imagine the bad things everybody tells you about the sleepless nights the this the that all of the different things that are going to happen you're going to be a complete slave not, well obviously I'm not to your children all of these different things and you're never going to have sex again in your life you know whatever it is but they don't tell you about the good things and they don't tell you about that little which is a bit of a double-edged sword, isn't it? You know, it never goes away, that little kind of, you know, you have that particular relationship and that emotion for another person that is unlike anything else um, and is, is that kind of constant. And, um, you know, they're independent as soon as, as soon as you cut the cord, but mm-hmm. it's, it's an amazing process to kind of follow them as they get older and each age has its own fascinations and advantages and disadvantages, that's for true.
0: So you talk to me then about how being a mum has changed as your children have got older
1: yeah it's interesting isn't it because I mean having having Erin and you know being 33 and all that kind of stuff thinking that my life was sorted and then suddenly this complete you know whew, off you know comes in and you have to rethink everything but yeah and there's a bit of panic you know am I going to do it right you know I love the fact they made you do this thing and they called it parenthood at the hospital where they you know they got you in when you were still pregnant the rest of it and I remember saying to, to my husband at the time I said you know if we do we fail this do we not get to take the baby home or something you know but um it was all of these different things you have to think of and, you, and there isn't really a manual, I mean there's loads of books written about it. And there's lots of people who've had different ideas about how do you bring them up, how do you not bring them up. But then you have to realise that you have to look at this from your own point of view. What are, you, what are you doing? So everybody can tell you these things, but you're going to experience it. So the experience is totally different from what anybody has ever told you um And so, yeah, so when I've got this, you know, when they were young, you know, panic, panic, safety, are they going to be safe? You know, my God, my God. And then they, you know, when they're crawling, you don't really know how lucky you are. And then suddenly they're walking. Oh, no, bad idea. So they're so quick. So then you can worry about that. So, and then they kind of go on, you know, and they go to, and then you think, Oh, thank God for school, you know, because they can go and be sk- at school. And I don't have to worry about them for that part of the day. So then they kind of come home and do that. And then they get into teens, <laughs> you know, and all of that kind of stuff. I think, you know, my son, his teenage, he was okay. My daughter's teenage, mm, there's a lot of hormones going around the house at that point. There was a lot of door slamming at many times. Um, and then you you know, and then and then she went traveling (gasps) panic safety you know that's how I got onto Facebook so I could stalk around Southeast Asia you know so it never goes away I mean she's an adult but off she went you know and and did her own thing and and now you know one's in their 20s one's in their 30s and it's just like there's still a bit of a are they safe are they all right so they're always there they're always there um but as I said going on holiday with the two of them as adults was a great experience uh, for us and having different conversations about you know life and the meaning of life and everything and sharing different things with with them you know and you know it is Ella Ella's got me into watching RuPaul's Drag Race and things like that so we can every so often she'll get me tickets to a drag show in London and off we go you know and we have those kind of conversations and they both got into watching Stranger Things so we went off and did the secret cinema Stranger Things together, Rod didn't come because it wasn't his thing so it's like you kind of match at different times and Then there's other things where you kind of think how can you possibly like that music, Ugh. you know, so it is kind of, it does change, but it's always there. It's always there. It's nice that they are not living in my house and that they're owning their own money and that, you know, you see them from time to time. They are rubbish at communication, you know, every so often I've got to go, you know, hello, I'm still here. Are you still alive? Oh, yes, I am. Thank you. Right. But uh, yeah, so it is like, and then learning that they're actually going to have their own lives and at some point somebody else is going to be more important to, to them than you are and then you realize you understand your own parents you know why did my mother want me when i was when i was at university i had to queue for the for the phone box on a friday night so i could have a a conversation with them you know for like 5 minutes with my 10p piece before i went to the bar you know why on earth why on earth you know so why are they bothering me but then you realize the other way around when you have your own children so
0: it's funny isn't it it's not until you walk in Similar shoes Mm. that you're like, oh, oh, I get it now. I now understand. Yeah. So, in let's say the 30 years of being, well, over 30 years of being a mum, sorry, what is the most challenging time?
1: Yes, I think there are little pockets. I think nine. Nine is a horrible age. It's My horrible. daughter
0: is nine.
1: Horrible, <laughs> horrible, <laughs> horrible. Because, you know, that's the first inkling you get, that they know everything. Okay. They know everything and you know nothing. You know, and they can just look at you like... You know, so I, I found nine was like... and then, And then I think yeah university age was was interesting I would say that was challenging in different ways because they're really lear- they're learning how to operate independently completely and they're doing all those different things when they leave home for the first time I would say because sometimes they come back you have to worry about it so when they leave home for the first time so then there's a bit of stuff going on because it's your own stuff you know they don't need me anymore but then they every so often there'll be a phone call you know this has happened you know money's not working this isn't working I've got to move whatever so that can be because then you're doing it at a distance mm. so that kind of feels kind of interesting and then um there are always those moments you know when they change when they lose their job when they change their job you know when you kind of think oh my god they're not gonna be able to pay their rent so there are those kind of moments but you know once they're well we keep thinking they're launched and then and then they just keep coming back and then you're going they're launched but it's quite nice to be asked yeah. but um, the challenges are different. But I would say those are the main things. Nine, I didn't enjoy nine at all. Um, and and that, you know, that leaving home university. And of course, because my kids are born six years apart, I, I just recovered from one lot <laughs> of it. And then the next stuff started, you know.
0: Oh my goodness, yeah, thanks. Yeah, nine is interesting. Nine is mm-hmm. definitely interesting. So believe it or not, we're actually coming close to the end of our episode, but I have two questions for you before we go. The first one is what three things would you like our listeners to take away from our
1: conversation? Well, I would say um, make sure you tell your children the truth. Whatever it is, how do you expect them to tell you the truth if you don't tell them the truth? And that is even down to. Are you gonna read me a bedtime story later? No, whatever it is, because you know what we say. We always we always wanna be nice. Yes, yes, fine, maybe, okay. No, you just might be saying, you know, I'm sorry, I'm a bit busy, I'm a bit tired, it's not gonna to happen tonight, you know, whatever it is. Um, I think don't be their servant. Don't be their servant is that thing. Make them part of the team. Make them, you know, part of the team. And also, um, I would say, we've all been there before we've all been there before so if you're finding it difficult if things are overwhelming we have all been there before I mean you know the whole point when I was um when I was going through this period of single parenthood and I was I was absolutely bonkers and I remember ringing up the counseling service and I remember having a conversation with this one and she was like going oh yeah yeah you know we're very you know and we've got a six week waiting this I'm going okay and she said can you tell me a bit about the situation so I don't know what I said but I described the situation she kind of went I can fit you in tomorrow at ten o'clock. <laughs> I'm just like okay, so it was like ask for help. So whatever it is, somebody you know, we have all been there. We have all been there before. So don't feel you have to suffer in silence. That's the most important thing. Tell somebody.
0: Yes, communication is the key. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, Alison, I've loved talking to you. Mind you, I always love talking to you. We always have a great conversation. Oh.
1: I've got one tiny bit, best piece of piece of advice anybody oh, ever gave God. me was yeah. trust your neurosis because being an older mother, what happened? You know what the baby does? It has it has a, a temperature which is kind of off the scale, and I'd panicked obviously, and I rang the the out of duty doctor, and the out of duty doctor arrived, and you know, of course, by the time the doctor arrives, the child is fine, giggling, hello, oh, it's quite nice to be up at this time, you know, all that kind of stuff, and the doctor <laughs> kind of said to me, he said. Um, how old are you? And I went, you know, thirty-three. And he went, first child. And I went, yes. And I could see him thinking, neurotic mother. And I told this story to a friend of mine, and she went, trust your neurosis. It may be meningitis. And you know what? Actually, that's their job to come and look at it. So if you feel something's not right, it's probably not right. Mm. So don't be put off by somebody telling you or you feeling that you're going to make them. Um, a nuisance of yourself yeah you've got permission to be a nuisance of yourself now um and and trust your neurosis so i think just you know hold on to that one
0: i would totally agree with you it's just it's it's your it's
1: mother's instinct and
0: we yes listen to it because it's better for you to be proven wrong than for you not to do it and then go oh yeah oh so Alison before i say goodbye to you our listeners will have loved this conversation and they'll be going, I need to be in Alison's world. Okay. Make it easy for them. Help us by telling us how
1: we can connect with you. Great. Well, I'm on LinkedIn, guys. So that's probably the best place to find me. Um, just Alison um, think The photo even looks like me now. It's quite good. Um, and uh, yeah, the other thing is our website is uh, livelifeforme.org. Um, and that's where we've got all the resources about menopause Um, and I would say for those of you that are younger you know start planning for a great menopause because it is possible and information is power guys oh I love it well thank you very
0: much again Alison for joining me today and thank you everybody for listening
1: brilliant to talk to you
0: you enjoyed listening to this podcast episode and if you did then of course please share it with other mums i have lots more resources for you that will help you on your journey through life just visit my website to access them which is mummyonabreak.co.uk you can also find out details about my book busy take care and see you the next
1: time